Father, we thank you. We bless you for today. Lead us by your spirit. Minister to each one of us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we pick it from where we ended last week on this wonderful subject, which is called Believer's Authority. In other words, when we are looking at this whole subject, <coughs> we want to zero down to this person who is supposed to be called a believer. Say amen to that. Amen. Yeah. Meaning this believer, like we saw when we are dealing with the, the authority of God's word, in that we saw that this God's word has authority, isn't it? Amen. Are we together? Amen. We saw from what the teachings we've had that uh, after all, at the end of the day, this word we have been reading, this word we have been uh, exposed to in the sense that we are what we are as believers because of the word. And we zero down to this truth that this word has authority. So in the same vein, when we talk about a believer, uh, we are going to zero down to a level where we want to see this believer having authority. Say amen. amen. And uh, to come to that, we started on a subtopic which I gave you, which was God and his creation. Why is that very important? Because this so-called believer, if you may wish to know in advance, he's a believer because there's something about him that has a likeness of God. Say here. Mark that. So when we talk about God and his creation, we want to see what makes God and what he said about his creation. And I think we labored enough, but that was not even a quarter of what we want to see under that topic. So the, the, the bigger picture, the bigger picture of all what we are going to learn in that is that which I want you to write, which is seeing yourself as God wants to see you. Write it. Seeing yourself as God wants to see you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Seeing yourself as God wants to see you. In other words, you are a believer not because there is a word called believer. Hello. You will be a believer because there is something that God wants you to be. There is a way in which God wants to see you. Eh? And that's where we are going to zero down today. To break down how, is God, how does God want to see me? For me to be called, I'm a believer. Hello. 
for me to line up to this uh, picture of a believer. So the first thing we, we, we dwelt on uh, last week is what I called made in his image. Amen? And I think we, 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 we did a lot, but we'll still continue. From Genesis chapter 1, from verse 26 to 28, <clears throat> where we began to see, number one, that when God was creating you and me, he used the word his image. Let us make man in our image. So you, you see that there's something God wanted to see in this person is creating. Say here. Please mark that. There's something God wanted to see in this creation he was creating. And the first thing we see here is that he, he talked about his image, isn't it? Then it went further to say, according to our likeness. There's something that is that must be synonymous. I'll use that word. That must rhyme. That must line up. Eh? That must learn. God was not creating something which is completely outside what he wants to see. No. He was creating a, this image in the in, in a way whereby this image will line up. So he says, according to our likeness. So that's why I told you that the, 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 the overall picture is seeing yourself as God wants to see you. Are you, are you catching that? Meaning, the mirror you're going to use is God. How does God want to see me? Ah, now you're going to be a believer. Hello. Hello. That's why now authority comes in because in that you see who God is. And we have already established that God has authority, isn't it? So if God has authority, and this is what he wants to see in this creation. Hallelujah. So the obvious will be this creation must have what? Authority. Say amen to that. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. So I used Genesis chapter 1, verse 28 to 26 to 28. But let me take you further to Psalms 139. We are still under this one, made in his image. In Psalms 139, let's hear what the psalmist says. From verse 14, listen to this. He says, I'll praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So the psalmist goes back to what likeness? <laughs> Hello, to creation. How did God make me? So the psalmist said, ah, me, I didn't know so wonderfully made. Now I know. Praise the Lord. Eh? So he says, I'm fearfully and what? Wonderfully made. Then he goes further to say, Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. <coughs> 15. Since my frame was not hidden from you, when I was made in secret, hallelujah, and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. And I love the word skillfully. 
So the psalmist brings out the best. He sees that God, when he was making me, creating me, actually was doing the best. Hello. Meaning everything about you and me is the best. Skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Verse 6 says, says, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. So it goes to a, a stage where before you were even thought of through your father and mother, you knew this one would be Omega. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow. Ah, this one would be beauty. This one would be solar. He saw it already. That's why he says, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. Yet what? Unformed. That's why you cannot doubt that no devil can touch you because he wants to touch you. There's something so precious about you which the devil has no idea about. Huh? You see, when we read in 2 Corinthians, I think 2nd, let me just check it. No, it's 1st. First. 1st Corinthians. <clears throat> Chapter 2. It says this. Verse 9. But as it is written. Now let me start from verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. It says the hidden wisdom which God ordained before ages of, for our glory. Verse 8. Which none of the rulers of this age knew. This is what the psalmist is saying. It says, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. Being yet what? Unformed. So this is what it says here. For it says, which none of the rulers of this age knew. They never knew who you are, and they will still not know. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If the devil knew that by crucifying Jesus Christ, you and me are going to heaven, you're not going to do it. Hello? You're not going to do it. Now listen to me. In the same way, in the same way, in the same way, if, if the devil, if God had shown the devil that Omega is going to be president of Zambia, he will make sure that he will make sure that he must die before. Hello? If he knew that, again, what's your name? Derek was going to be a preacher man. Sending people to heaven. Huh? He will make sure he must die. You hear that? He must do what? He yeah. must die. How can he allow Derek to be, to be making sure people are going to heaven? No. So he's, he, he would do that. <coughs> but listen to me. This is the something you must catch about yourself. This is something you must treasure about yourself. That there is something that the devil doesn't know about you. Hello? He doesn't know. I'm telling you, it is hidden from him. Only you, only him who created you knows. Had they known, they would not have crucified who? The Lord of glory. Verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, 
nor have entered into the heart of man, listen to this, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Say amen. amen. The what? The things which God has what? Prepared for those who do what? Love him. And who are those? Believers. So there's, there's a package for you. There's a package which you must treasure. Now let's go back to some. Verse 16 says, Your eyes saw my substance, being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want you to know, there's a book about each one of us. From day one to day, I don't know. There's a book. And the psalmist says, oh, there's a book about me. That's why you don't need to worry about whoever wants to make you, make you look like you're not, you're not born. They don't know you. That's why they're talking evil about you. That's why they want to despise you. That's why they want to look down on you. Because they don't know you. Hallelujah. Amen. They don't know you. If they knew you, they were not going to touch you. Because some of you are too dangerous. They don't know you. They may simplify you, factorize you. It's just that because they don't know who you are. But hear me. There's a calculus waiting for you. Hello. There's a calculus waiting for you. This calculus will astonish them one day. Hello. They will be flabbergasted. They will say, is this the same Joseph we wanted to kill and save? And you, you'll be able to tell, don't worry. God in you. Hallelujah. There's a book for me which you don't know. Hallelujah. I pray for you that your eyes of understanding will be opened to see what God has prepared for you. To know there's something good about you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So he says, and in your book, they all were written. Oh, say all. Oh. The days fashioned. Say fashioned. Ah, I love it. it. Says the days what fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. The way you are, none of them use looking useless. But the days were fashioned already. Hear me. You are going higher in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse seventeen says, "How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God." Hear what God is thinking. You. So the psalmist says, I know one thing I've come to realize is you think well of me. Even when I'm passing through the valley of the shadow of death, I still believe you still, your, the thoughts about me towards you are good, are precious. Hallelujah. He says, how great is the sum of them? If I should count them, they will be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. Hallelujah. Amen. When I awake, I'm still with you. Hear me. This is what God is saying when it comes to his image and likeness. Praise the Lord. Amen. I said, praise the Lord. Amen. When it comes to his image and likeness, that's what your God is saying. And I still want to take you back to Psalm 82. That when God looks at his image, I asked you a question last week. When we talk about his image, in which context is he looking at you? I asked a question. What was the answer? 
According to John chapter what? Especially verse 24. Is which says what? God is what? Spirit. So meaning to say, when we look at the image, which he talks about his, in his image and likeness, we are looking at you from a spiritual point of view. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. And when you are at that level, who are you? Apart from knowing that you are, you are, you are a spirit. You are what? Yes. That's where I'm going now. In, in Psalms 82 verse 1 says, God stands in the congregation of the mighty. Say amen. amen. Says he judges among the who? The gods. Now go to verse 6. Verse 6 says, I said, you are what? Gods. Hallelujah. It's, this is very true. He says, you are what? Gods. And you are gods in the context of you being a what? A spirit being. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if you are a God, just know there's something, there's some authority about you. You know gods have authority? Hello? If you are a God, there's, there's some power. There's some invisibility about you. Hmm? That's why you go to Ephesians chapter 2. I think it's verse what? Verse 6 or so. It says, raise together with Christ. You are raised. Can you imagine that when Christ was, was actually going up, he was taking you with you. Seated together. Hallelujah. Raised together. Seated together with Christ Jesus. That's what the Bible says. Maybe you, you, you think I'm just imagining. Let me take you. Ephesians 2. I'm trying to help you to understand the level of who you are in the context of in his image. Eh? He says verse 6. Let me start from verse 4. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Now see what he does. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. He made us what? Alive together with Christ. How? When you get, when you become born again, there's a union, there's a, there's a transformation. Hallelujah. Christ begins to live with you. He lives in you. That's what he says here. Paul writing to the church in Ephesus. He says, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Verse 6, that's where I'm going. He says, and, listen to this, and he raised us up. <laughs> now, please we are dealing with something very important here. Which you cannot easily be, you cannot be taught anyhow, except when you when you're in a in a in a in a in a, in a study of expository where we expose scripture. So I want you to pay attention to what I'm saying here. Don't lose track of where I am. We are still in his image according to his likeness. How seeing yourself as God wants to see you. So there's a way in which God wants to see you. Say amen. Amen. There's a way God wants to see you. And you must see yourself in that context. Say amen. amen. The moment you don't see yourself in that context, then there's something bad that is going to happen. Then you will live a fake life. Hello. 
You call yourself a believer when you're not a believer. <laughs> oh, I don't think you love this. I said you call yourself a believer when you're not a, a believer. Why? Because the way you are conducting yourself, the way you are seeing yourself, is not in likeness. It's not in his image. Now, I'm helping you to say, here in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6 is showing you what it is to be in his image and likeness. It says, and he raised us up together. So when Christ was going up, hallelujah, you were being raised up together. And he said what? Made us sit together. Say together. Say together. Hear me, together is together. So in other words, you must reach a stage where you should know you are here on earth, but you are seated with Christ together. Amen. Hello. You can able to tell that devil, devil, you are a liar. Me, I'm seated here. What are you doing in my home? I'm not there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I'm what? There. Why? It's about to do with me the way God transforms you. That's why, hear me, it was very easy for, is it Elijah, who was able to tell King Ahab, go, the rain is about to come. I'll find you. Hello. Ahab is in the chariot. Before he knew it, Elijah is already, uh, uh, already arrived. Why? Say nature. There's a nature you are that confuses the devil. Now, it's not myth. It's not imaginary. This is true of who you are. There's a book we had in our home called Vanya. It talks about a young soldier, young man in those days when it was USSR. This young man, you know, he had the fear of God. You know, USSR was a communist country, meaning they never wanted to hear anything about God. But Vanya joined the army. And while he was in the army, he still practiced what he feared about God. One day, they punished him. The punishment was they took him. It was during the time when it was winter like now. There was snow, minus, I don't know, degrees. So they took him outside. Said, you are going to be here. No clothing except just the, the uniform. That's all. No warm thing. They put him here for, I don't know how many, I can't remember how many hours. In their mind, after so many hours, they go there, they'll find him frozen to death. Listen to me. He's there in that book. He stood in that cold. Round about where he was, it was very warm. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Very what? Whoa. Similar to the three Hebrew boys in the fire. Round about where they were, there was no fire. Hear me, I pray for you. When you reach a stage in your life where you begin to see yourself as God sees you, there shall be invisibility. There shall be this nature of God. The nature cannot be imaginary. It shall be real in your life. May that which never catch up with you. Now, I'm talking about in his image, made in his image and likeness. God and his creation. Now he's talking about talking about a believer. That we are zeroing down to a believer. But who, where, how does it become? How do you become this believer? That's where I'm, where I'm teaching you this. So Paul, writing, he says, raised us up together and made us sit together in where? He says, in the heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. In the what? Heavenly 
places that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. So, when we talk about his image and likeness, we are talking about the nature that has this, this image of God, that has this likeness of God, whereby, like the psalmist verse 6 says, I said you are gods, and all of you are children of the Mosai. Hear what he says. You are what? Children of the Mosai. Meaning there's, there's something, there's a relationship which produces likeness. I hope you got, got that. They're not just gods, because there's a word called gods. What qualifies you to be a god in this context is that you are children of who? God. And who is this God? John 4, 24 says, God is what? Spirit. Hallelujah. And because God is spirit, his children are what? Spirit. Now, if they are spirit, they are God. I hope you are, you are catching why you can, you can probably say, I'm God. Because the first time I heard this, I thought it was an abomination. I, I didn't have this insight, I'm telling you the truth. Until I saw it from scripture. That he has to do with the when God was creating you and me. What did he have in mind? That's why I told you that you must see yourself as God wants to see you. Catch that, that's a summary. It's like the summary I gave you for faith. Eh? You remember the, the summary? I've also made a formula for faith. A mathematical formula I'll give you next week. I'm telling you. I just didn't, I didn't write it here. I'll give you the formula. But what I'm saying is this. Reach a stage to see yourself as God wants to see you. The second thing which I want to see you under God and this question is that you must write this one. Is it, you have been given divine authority given divine authority in your fleshly body. Meaning to say, somebody will say this is a Derek looking at you from the fleshly point of view. But he, as long as Derek is in the image of God, having the likeness of God, is very dangerous. Amen. Is what? Very dangerous. So you have been given this divine authority in the human flesh. Look at it from 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3. 2 Corinthians Chapter 10, listen to me. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, hallelujah, we do what? We do what? Hallelujah. Divine, given divine authority, still in the flesh. Why is this going to be true? Because God, when he was creating you, mark this, this is what he had in mind. 
Remember the scripture we used last week, which is Psalms 115, verse 16 to 18, where it says, The heavens, even the heavens, are whose God. But the earth, what did he do? He gave it to his own people. Amen. So meaning to say, when he, God looks at the earth, himself as a spirit will not come in the flesh on this earth. So what did he do? He put you there. Amen. But he not just put you there in a manner whereby you are vulnerable. He equipped you divinely. Say amen. amen. I hope you're catching this. He equipped you divinely. This is where we're going. So he says in verse 3, 2 Corinthians, For though we walk in the flesh, he says, we do not walk according to the flesh. He says, I can be dangerous if I'm, I look like you. There's a nature which we don't know, which is the divine nature that takes me in the spiritual realm where I'm seated with Christ in the heavens right now, whereby now I can deal with you, Satan. Hello. I hope you're catching this. So he says, for though, now the word though is like warning someone, say, don't un underrate me. Don't underrate me. Don't look at me as I'm stupid. I'm not. Borrow someone's word. Kutumpo. <laughs> Kutumpo. <laughs> Don't underrate me just because you think I'm, uh, I am this. I look very small. I'm dangerous. Eh? I'm dangerous. <laughs> From a, from, 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 from a trending word now. It's trending word. That's being foolish. That's being foolish. Read the news. You must listen to the news. Stay on news. Simply means, uh, don't, I'm not foolish. Don't look at me like I'm foolish. I'm not foolish. Yeah, so he says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. The verse says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. So he's saying, What I have, what I have been armed with, is so dangerous. It has God in it. There's an input of God. What I have, what I use. It has what? The input of God. Now, it has, if it has the input of God, it simply means whoever wants to oppose you, whoever wants to touch you, touch not the Lord's anointed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So it says, they are so dangerous that pulling down strongholds. Now, the word stronghold simply means things which look like they're impossible. What I have, what I possess, what I carry with me is so dangerous that that one which looks impossible will come down. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why the mighty Goliath, with all the armor around about him, with all the skill, the height, he was able to do what? To come down. Why? For though our, for our weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Hello. What made Goliath come down is not because yeah, David was so skillful. No! 
Is this scripture I'm reading? Are you getting me? Is this scripture? There's something he carried. If you read in 1 Samuel chapter, chapter 17, especially verse 45 going downwards. You know? He says, you come to me with spears and javelin and all those nonsense. He says, I come to you in the name. Hear what he's using. Divine. He uses divine. He uses something out of this world. And that which was out of this world is the one that brought the mighty Goliath down. I pray for you. Whatever is come against you, as you hear this word, as you position yourself, as you say, Lord, I'm that one. I see that stronghold coming down. Amen. I see that stronghold being pulled out. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. whatever faced you, this is your revelation. Go for it. Go for it. Bring it down. Amen. And it shall obey. Amen. That's who you are. That's what God is saying you should be. It's not an imaginary, an imaginary thing. This is what God has, has, has said to a believer. So when you talk about believer's authority, this is what we're talking about. There's a nature of this believer that astonishes the enemy, that baffles the enemy, that confuses the enemy. Who is this one? Now here, here is Peter in prison with guards all over. Chains. Hallelujah. What? Chain at attention. Ah, it's not only in one in, in that not only one gate closes him. There are about three gates. All the gates have got sentries, soldiers. Mm. Hear me. When you have got the divine nature, no. the angel just comes, Caleb, Peter. Mm. Rise up. What is it? The chains are all gone. The soldiers are all around there. But he begins to walk. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Bible says. He reaches the iron gate. Say iron gate. Iron Say iron gate. Iron this iron gate on its own opens. It does what? Opens. It has to do with divine. It has to do with divinity. And this divinity has to do with the person. This believer who must have authority. Hallelujah. I pray for you. As you get this word, this teaching... I hear God saying, it shall be done for you. Amen. I see you coming out of all strongholds, Amen. out of all traps of the enemy, Amen. because God himself shall show up. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The iron gate gave up. It gave up. Amen. It gave up. And it will give up on you. Amen. Whatever iron gate over your life, over your family, over your career, it will give up in the name of Jesus. Amen. I prophesy to you, by the end of these teachings, there shall be a miracle for you. Amen. I said there shall be a miracle for you. Amen. Believe it and go for it. Amen. So he says, verse 5, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now listen, he says, against what? The knowledge of God. So in other words, something that opposes what God said it should be. God said, you are in his image. This devil says, no, you are useless. You are useless. Ah, it's like it's opposing the knowledge of God. That one will bow down in Jesus' name. Amen. He says, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. 
and being ready to punish <laughs> all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. I like the way when it says, when your obedience. Hello? Amen. Meaning, this is not fulfilled just because you call yourself a Christian. Just because you call yourself a believer. No! You have to reach a stage which I'm teaching you now, where you begin to see yourself not as yourself, but you see yourself as God sees you. I hope you caught that. You begin to see yourself as what? God sees you. And how does God see you? He sees you from Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And let them have. Hear that? So when God was creating you, he was saying they will have this. And one notable thing from there is what? Dominion. And we explained that last, last week. So when you have dominion, you are in authority. You dominate. You are a bully. Hallelujah. I pray for you. May this authority begin to linger in your life. May it begin to show in your life. As you position yourself, when your obedience is fulfilled, hear me, your obedience must be fulfilled. In other words, it can't work until and unless your obedience, meaning you line up, you link yourself, you say, God, yes, I agree with you. This is who you are, I am in your sight. You must agree to it. When you agree to it, you speak like Paul. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do how many things? Oh. How many things? Oh. oh, listen to me. Paul, according, he was very short. As short as he was, but he could still say, I can do all things. But he didn't end there. He says, through Christ. Who does what? He sees his strength not in himself. He sees his strength coming from a source that is divine. I pray for you. As you line up, as you link yourself to the divine source, there shall be miracles. There shall be miracles. Receive your grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to John chapter 10. I want you to know that you do well to come and listen to these teachings. John chapter 10 verse 34. Let me read for you. Just answer them. Is it not written in your law? I said <laughs> and who is supposed to be saying that? Who is supposed to be saying? Huh? No, Jesus is quoting. He's quoting what we read in, in Psalms 82. He says, Is it not written in your law? I said, You are God's. It is God who was saying. Amen? Now listen to what he says in verse 35. He says, if he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken. That I love that emphasis. Scripture cannot what? Be broken. Meaning as long as it is written, the logos, scripture cannot be broken. That was the emphasis of Jesus. He says, 
Do you say of him whom the Father sanctified? Whom the what? Sanctified. Say I'm the one. I am the one. And sent into the world. You are blaspheming? Because they are trying to tell Jesus, you are, you are blasphemy. what you are doing is blasphemy. This is out of this world. So he said, are you telling me that the one God said you are sanctified, you are saying is blasphemy? Because I said I am the son of God? If I do not do the works of my father, do not believe me. Now, he goes, he goes deeper. Now, I want, I want to help you as we are closing. He uses an illustration, which I will use in the word, which says, like father, like son. So he says, if I cannot do what my father does, how can I be a son? How can you say I'm a son? But me, I'm doing the, the works of my father. You are saying I'm blaspheming. So he was trying to help them. He said, no, when you are a son, is what is expected of you. That must show. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hear me. Well, that's why Jesus Christ, when he was, he was telling his disciples, he says, do not go into the world before you are released. Because if you go in the way I see you with those big Bibles, <laughs> you disappoint me. Eh? So he says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, but you shall receive what? Power. When what? The Holy Spirit. Then you what? You, here it says, then you will be witnesses. You know, all saying this is what qualifies you to be. I won't just say believer because you say I'm a believer. No! That's all says. Just because you come to church, you say, no, there's what qualifies you. I hope you're catching something. And this is exactly what Jesus was telling them. These, these Pharisees who were saying you're blaspheming. So he says, if I do not do the works of my father, do not believe me. Because I come in the name of my father. So he says in verse 8, but if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. Oh, he was telling that if you believe this God, because this God is Majotola. This God is God who can do wonders. If you believe that, hear me, because even the Muslims, even the Hare Krishna, even the boots they have got God, they believe this God does wonders. That's true, I'm telling you. There is no religion which does not believe in the, in the God who does wonders. So he says, if I do these wonders, then you have no choice but to know that I, I am linked with him. Amen. I hope you are catching something there. This is about his image and likeness. God and his creation. His image and likeness. And now we've gone to divine authority. While is still in the flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. You do wonders in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said you do wonders in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let me close by giving Deuteronomy chapter 28. Verse 7. Listen to this. The Lord will cause your enemies. Deuteronomy 28 verse 7. 
the Lord will do what will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you, before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Can you say, Lord, say amen. amen? They will come this way, one way. Well, how many, how many ways will they flee? That shall be your story from today. Amen. I said, that shall be your story from today. Amen. No matter the issue before you, I release you in the arms of God. Amen. That God, this God will defend you. Amen. This God will fight for you. Amen. This God will, will be God over your life, over your career, over your business, over everything pertaining to your life. Amen. Because you are a believer. Can I hear that? Amen. Amen. This is what we are talking about today. Given divine authority. while else is to in the flesh? Amen. Amen. I hope you have enjoyed this lesson. Amen. Just rise up and begin to thank God.